Hi everyone, my name is Peter McCarthy and this is The Flockers, the Australian Bird Management Podcast. Thanks for being here today. I'm excited to bring you our first interview in a, in a long series of different videos and, and interviews from um, all around the world, chatting to my fellow colleagues and experts in bird management. And today I have Mike Price Jr. from Flockoff. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Glad to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about the use of uh, electromagnetic fields in bird deterrence. And in particular, we're going to be talking about your product, Mike, uh, called Flock Off. Now, before we get into any major detail about the system and, um, and going into details about specific situations, can you just give us an outline of the product Flock Off and how it works? Certainly. Uh, so yeah, flock off is, as you mentioned, it's a electromagnetic uh, force field, basically that um, the system puts out. Um, it puts it out about six feet, uh, one point eight meters in uh, Australia language. Yeah. Um, that uh, from from each capacitor. So. We put those capacitors in a row on, say, a parapet wall. It will protect it uh, 1.8 meters up and out in both directions. Um, will not point down, but obviously we're we're la putting this on a landing surface, uh, and it's projecting up and out. Uh, and this this disrupts the bird's ability to use its internal internal GPS, um, and it also distorts what it sees as well. So it makes it impossible for them to land on, on the area you have it installed. Yeah, cool. So it's interesting. We'll get into more detail as we get through the discussion, <clears throat> but I really like the way the system not only works on, on flat roofs, but I really do like the way the system allows us to actually keep birds out of, out of buildings and, and it's interesting. We've never been able to to deter birds from entering, but we'll we'll sort of get onto that as we discuss. So, what was the origins sure. of the the system, and and where did the original idea come from when it comes to flock off? You know, it was originally designed in Brazil uh, for, of all things, of course, soccer stadiums down there. Yeah, uh, and this was, I believe it was, <laughs> uh, yes, I believe it was 2000, about 2004, um, they discovered the protein in the bird's eye that uh, allows the birds to see, sort of see the Earth's magnetic grid, longitude, latitude, mm -hmm. and it, which is how they've always been such, um, so good at, at returning to their nests and such. Um, once that was discovered, um, someone, scientists down there started to work on this system. And in about 2009, they perfected it or, or enough to, to uh, start to use it in and around structures. Okay. Um, and, and from there, um, we have had actually um i've seen i believe it's in its sixth or seventh generation of improvements both both of the the box itself that generates the signal but also the the components 
mm -hmm. uh, that allow us to get more lineal meters out of each uh, kit, we call it, uh, each each uh, power box that's sending out the meters, or excuse yeah. me, sending out the signal. Yeah, okay. So, Mike, you're in sales and marketing, but I get the impression of the chats that we've been having over the last month that you're a very technical person when it comes to bird management specifically, but pest management in general. So what's your background? You've been involved in bird management and pest management for some time, I gather. Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, grew up in it. So family business. Uh, and about the time I was 13 years old, uh, I was a pretty decent-sized kid. Uh, my father um, had me come help on some larger jobs, uh, things like uh, large factories where I was kind of a gopher pulling hose around or or these kind of things, drilling holes for termite work, stuff that oh. that uh, kind of low <laughs> low man on the totem pole stuff, and and uh, bird work was one of those things that when the large work when the work came and it was a large job, uh, typically it was weekends and evenings, and uh, like I said, at 13 I was pretty tall, so I could reach my hands up with the with the best of them, and and really started started doing bird work then. Love um, it. love it. And, uh, yeah. And I, I, of course did other aspects of pest control. And when I was 18, I got certified here in the state of Iowa and the States. And, uh, um, it's funny. I didn't know much about, about, I couldn't walk into your home, Peter, and, and take care of ants. I had no experience in that, but I could walk into a factory or uh, an awning outside of a factory and, and, uh, do bird work. Um, stuff that usually is the thing you learn after you become a pest control technician. So um, I had a very early start in that, that part of it. And then um, just kind of worked my way up through the family business and then out on my own and eventually ended up uh, with a couple of uh, different international um, pest control companies um, in management, both, both on the bird side as a regional bird manager and also on um, just on the operation side where I ran some, uh, districts or some States. Cool. And then I ended up here. I, uh, yeah. we sold the family business and, and, uh, I was kind of looking for a place to call home and I saw flock off, yeah. uh, on LinkedIn, uh, yeah. started looking into it and said, man, this, this has got to be too good to be true. And started to reach out to my contacts throughout the, the United States and, did some research and uh, then reached out to the folks at flock off and said, Hey guys, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. And uh, they, they thought I should too, I guess. So here yeah. I am. Well, that, that part of the story links in with myself, I guess, uh, you know, it was a couple of months ago that I started seeing the video footage of how flock off was working and I'd never seen anything like it. And so I needed to, to find out more do a lot of research, understand what the system was all about. And I guess that's where you and I linked up through the, the various processes. And here we are introducing the product to the Australian and New Zealand marketplace. So uh, it's, you know, it's pretty cool how the way works. Yes, it is. Pretty exciting yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, one of the unique and important features of like bird management and flock off particularly is stopping birds entering facilities. So sometimes the way I see it is that we're often as bird managers dealing with the symptoms of birds already inside the building, whereas flock off has this 
potential to stop birds from coming into a facility. So can you sort of tell us how the system works when used around the openings of, say, basement car parks or warehouses where we're stopping birds from coming in? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said um, a minute ago, you know, it, these uh, capacitors that we put about every 1.8 meters um, send the signal out in sort of a dome shape or a mushroom shape. Uh, and that by being able to, to have that directional push of that signal, you know, around an overhead door, for instance, um, going into a manufacturing or warehouse, you're able to put it around that, that door facing outward. So as they're flying in, it, it begins to affect them. Um, and then also you can face those inward. Uh, so you can make that higher uh, trip through that entryway or that doorway miserable for them uh, <laughs> and in a lot of cases we uh, there's a great example of one that we I, I was not involved in but one I really liked um, that was in Italy where it was a, a distribution warehouse with several overhead doors um, dozens <clears throat> and along uh, overhang obviously protecting that area where they're loading and unloading just outside of the doors and by uh, placing capacitors on top of that leading edge as well as facing downward toward the doors um, they were able to keep the birds away from the garage door or the overhead doors altogether, and didn't have to do anything around each doorway itself and nothing was inside and we've managed to keep those pest birds out, in this case, pigeons. Um, and uh, it's, it actually is, is really impressive that, that uh, that's as far as we had to go and stop um, yeah. and not have to do any work inside at all. Yeah, I remember seeing the videos from that project. And one of the interesting thing is talking about, you know, focusing on the entry rather than the symptoms of birds inside. So once you looked inside those many doors of that distribution center and looked at the the size of the building inside the infrastructure and previously we'd sort of say well we're going to have to bird net in here or we have to do this and that um it's it's just amazing to to be able to do something on the outside of the building you know and i try to refrain from using game changing you know language that this is something that we haven't seen before and so you know this is um something that will change the way we do bird management i've got no doubt so thinking about, I, I completely um, agree. Yeah, yeah. So thinking about rooftops. Um, so we've talked about how we can stop birds from coming into buildings, but let's let's look at rooftops. So rooftops, we've got instances where you've got, say, internationally, but certainly here in Australia and New Zealand, you've got lots of examples of seagulls and pigeons, but particularly seagulls, when you might have hundreds maybe even thousands of seagulls impacting a roof, you know, and in a commercial sector. And it's a massive issue. And obviously we'd normally be looking at, um, you know, elevated netting, but essentially how would we go about setting up both a, a, a parapet or a perimeter or a grid system in order to use flock off to keep large numbers of birds off a roof? Well, I tell you the, so obviously everything starts on that perimeter. Mm -hmm. um and 
you know, that's that's obviously that that leading edge where all the way around to and sometimes there might not even be a parapet wall there, but obviously oftentimes is. Um, by securing that, you right right there, you've made the, the entire building less appealing to to birds, especially um, uh, seagulls. Excuse me. Um, but also any of the high points in the interior. So your equipment, your um, if there's any anything at all, any uh, by design, uh, any smaller rooftops that sit up top or parapet walls that, that may separate um, a roof, uh, high vac equipment up there. That area, those areas where it sits high, you're gonna wanna to get some capacitors and cover that. And then as far as the middle, just flat lying areas of the building, you can space it out um, much further. And what I mean by that is, you can go um, depending on the pressure. So um, if there's a lot of pressure, um, you may want to do move what we call runs where you put a straight line of capacitors out um, a little closer, but you can go as far as 30 meters apart. Uh, it, it typically go a little closer. And that makes the, the building itself um, unappealing to them the way they land the way they take off um and they don't want to land just sort of in a low spot in the center that that commits them to that area and it it will without having to have capacitors covering every square inch of that yeah. exposed rooftop you can uh, get the the existing birds off but also um keep them from if you don't have any on the building by putting it up you'll keep them from ever coming in and landing which is what i always recommend uh yeah. not, no reason to wait for them to show up yeah so you focusing on the perimeter uh high points you know plant rooms or air conditioning systems or um, solar panels which is a big deal here in australia as it is internationally so you mentioned 30 meters you might yeah. have 30 foot uh with your grid spacings and then so the would you say that'd be more like 10 meters and then yes sorry cool. i'm, no, I'm speaking <laughs> in our our uh, feet and inches over yeah. here our yeah. imperial math yeah. i'm trying to uh so convert good. for you on the on the fly and you're doing a great job you're doing a great job the cool thing is the thing that i've linked in in that discussion is you you would determine the spacings or even the need for a grid as well as the parapet based on the pressure that you're seeing, whether the birds are just loafing on that rooftop or whether they're nesting and then the severity of the infestation all will come into your design plan when setting up a system. Yeah, absolutely. And it's every single one has to be looked at individually. I mean, you know, it's certainly you can, you can gauge just by the square meters of a building or a project, you know, that this one's obviously going to take a little bit more than one much smaller, but to really get into the nuts and bolts of it, you have to look at each one individually and, and analyze the, the, all the, the things you mentioned as well as the substrate, the, yeah. the, the type of roof that it is. And, and if it's completely fat, flat, rather, if there's um, any, slant to it at all and there's a lot 
uh, that, uh, that goes into it. And, and that's bird work and yeah. it always has been, well, uh, which certainly can't, can't cookie cut or anything to do with this industry. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I both love it and we've had hours and hours of chats in relation to, you know, how this system, you know, will enter its way into the Australian and New Zealand marketplace as it is sort of happening in the, internationally. So I guess the way I look at these unique applications, we've already discussed two, you know, that's uh, stopping birds from coming into facilities and also just large expansive rooftop areas, which we would normally net. This really offers, say, building managers an opportunity that they don't really want to add two metres to their the profile of their roof. And all of a sudden, they've got like a, a, a strong deterrent system that has no visual impact on the building at all. That excites me. I know it excites all the building owners that I've been speaking to. Any other unique applications that, that we can look at when it comes to flock off? Um, yeah, you know, in fact, just um, last week, there was one installed in uh, Miami, mm -hmm. Florida, that, that I really like. Um, it is, so there is a, a large mall there. Um, there are lots of large malls in Miami, but yeah. this particular one um, has a stage area where they have live entertainment come in on weekends and big shopping uh, holidays and such. And so there's just a, a permanent outdoor stage with a nice awning and scaffolding under the awning. So these uh, the entertainment can come in and hang their own lights from, from yep. the, the um, Scaffold. scaffolding that's yep. there and, and speakers and these things. Well, that's always been a challenge, right? Because you mm -hmm. can't, theoretically, you can net the doggone thing, but then how are they going to have access to hang their lights? And yep. you you know, there's a lot of things you can't do there with bird wire, spike, shock wire, and, and um, just kind of one of those where, you know, we were at a loss um, yeah. as an industry. And, and this one is just a great example where they, by, by putting in the flock off system, you're able to aim those capacitors, like I said, um, in the areas you want them to, to have their effect uh by and not have to actually attach them to the the specific scaffolding that they're using for lights yeah. and speakers and such to hang so you're able to protect that with without interfering and there on that particular case there's not another um in this case it was grackles by the yeah. way which okay. which are a difficult species all by themselves and and, and there's just no other deterrent uh that i've ever used or tried to use that i could use in that situation but flock off um, yeah. and uh so when he when we when i got when they were doing that this is one i've been following and and uh just started getting some pictures and video today and yeah. i'm pretty impressed awesome awesome well look I, I i love your enthusiasm for the the product and the company and then all the different areas that I've introduced you to in terms of how we see the product sitting in to Australia and New Zealand. Now, the interesting thing to me is that um, having worked in supplying the bird, the bird or the pest industry for about 30 years, I can tell you since I've started putting some of the um, information out to the marketplace and videos on my socials and, uh, and, and LinkedIn and so on, I've just been inundated with calls for people wanting to get involved. And that's the amazing thing because uh, 
You know, I've been doing it a long time and all of a sudden this thing's just gone to a whole new level. Now, Flockoff is really expanding globally, obviously Australia and New Zealand, but it's, it's heading out in every direction. Um, can you give us an idea of how the company is sort of progressing with their, their global expansion? Sure. You know, um, it, there's sort of a focus right now on Europe, uh, obviously this the United States, but on Europe and Australia um, slash New Zealand. And then um, we are looking at uh, South America as well. The manufacturers got a, obviously started there and has a decent foothold, but hasn't really um, taken advantage of, of promoting the system outside of Brazil mm-hmm. um, as much as they could have. So right now we're focused in those areas and we are trying not to just jump out everywhere um, right now into every country, every continent. And the, and the reason is it takes time and we want to get, uh, you know, installers. We want expert installers um, as in an area or, or, or country before we um, kind of divert our attention to expanding to others. We want yeah. to make sure we're rolling it out in such a way where not only do they have success, but the, the, you know, the end user's happy. Um, and uh, we are um, not spreading ourselves too thin. Yeah. Having said that, believe me, um, if someone calls from anywhere in the world, we're yeah, certainly to happy to talk to them. We are not, turning anyone away yeah. um, but our, our efforts are kind of focused in in uh, certain areas right now for for those reasons yeah well um i'm he- as you know i'm heading off to the um Fayopma conference uh the what you'd call the australasian pest managers conference uh in japan later this week and so i'll be chatting with a couple of your contacts in asia about the system and our plans for australia and new zealand so that, that, that excites me because, you know, when we've been involved in an industry for so long and to see something so just mind-bogglingly different, it, it's just not, not only presents new and exciting challenges, it just gives us an opportunity to relook at areas. So one of the areas that, that a lot of our clients and installers throughout Australia have been looking at is companies or, or facilities they've spoken to over the last year or two, and then they can sort of say, hey, I know that nothing has been done in that particular situation, but here's an alternative, you know, and, and we've now re-looked at basement car parks and a whole lot of areas. And so I've got a lot of training opportunities coming up with various companies, um, particularly in basement car parks. And tomorrow actually is our first installation here in Australia. So depending on when this podcast comes out, maybe we'll try and get it up tonight, but essentially um yeah, we're, we're on a rooftop. You and I will be chatting first thing in the morning and we've got three flock-off kits uh, going on to a rooftop for seagulls in, uh, in Melbourne. And I've invited a bunch of uh, industry experts to come along and, and help out, get involved, see the product and start our, our certification process. So that's just fun, all part of the, the, the evolving process of, um, uh, of the system here in Australia and, and, and also in New Zealand. So... Mike, the, the system uses an electromagnetic field to deter birds. Yep. Now, one thing we just need to discuss, you know, does this electromagnetic field have any impact on anything that's happening in the facility? So things like Wi-Fi or communication, 
people or pets? Is there any sort of downside that we need to be aware of? No, no. In fact, um, none that that I can even speak to. Um, it does not put off a RF signal or radio frequency signal. So these, we can use these uh, systems on actual cell towers themselves, okay. and it won't affect that. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, any other pets um, outside of birds, it's having zero effect. Um, you don't notice it or hear it or feel it. Um, one of the questions I've been asked a lot, um, or I don't know a lot, but caught me off guard at first was, um, pacemakers and, uh, you know, Hey, what, what if this was near an an entrance or something? And, and, uh, you know, I thought, but that's something you should be thinking about. Right. I mean, man, it's it's pacemakers are obviously needed when they're there yeah and uh this is right when i when i started this came up and and i found out one of the first uh installations in the united states and it's still there and still working is around a a emergency room entrance at a hospital in arizona and uh and uh it you know is been there and been working keeping the birds out and and caused zero issues um and uh so yeah it none of those um issues come up and uh we've yet to um in fact i recently found out um that the um you get more it, 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 everything that is powered by the way, does put off RF. So yeah. there's no absolute zero, but it's so low. It's lower than a smartphone. Okay. Uh, what it puts out yeah. and, and um, which is remarkably low. Yeah. Um, so, okay. uh, and uh, so based on that, it, it, it can't, it, it's so low. It's almost unreadable. Okay. So you've got with equipment. Yeah, so you've got some good documentation. I've seen that. You've also got a great chart there that's a good way of demonstrating the the output of the uh, of the the frequency that's creating the electromagnetic field in comparison to other forms of communication, right through to other uh, mm-hmm. radio frequencies, like you know, even right up to the the I guess area of danger, like X ray and and so on. So at least that that's all in place yeah. and can be shared. Um, one of the interesting things about any new product, there's often a bit of resistance when you when you're introducing new new things. I mean, for my case, I've been I, I feel like as an innovator, I've brought in um, I guess the first of a lot of different systems in Australia over the last 20 years. The first, you know, uh, electrified shock system commercially, uh, visual deterrent systems. Uh, we're working with uh, ozone systems, which is another technology. So. The, the resistance is always there. So a few people have said to me, look, this is new, it's untested, you know, it's coming into Australia or New Zealand, you know, where do we go from that? What, what are your thoughts on, on that sort of mentality? Well, you know, like you, I'm a bit of an adventurous spirit. And, and I, I think I want to think of myself as an innovator as well, but yeah. You know, we get that. That's the number one thing we're seeing right now, obviously, is that people, um, it's new. It's in like for Australia, it's it's um, not widely tested. The, there are um, 
a couple of systems in Australia. Um, and, and how that worked is um, one of the areas, <clears throat> the United States has a heck of a lot more billboards yes. than Australia does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, they, they if you fit it, they'll put a billboard there and, and gosh, you know, they disappear. I'm just used to seeing them. But um, billboards have always been a really special challenge because much like the scaffolding that I was talking about, you have to be able to access that thing. And they come out as often as monthly and change the the artwork on the face so you can't do a lot of things you want to do. With this system, um, and it's it's a unique install, but you put the, the flock off system up, keep them off the billboard, yep. and your actual um, workers for billboard can come move the system. Yep. Um, because they're using the magna magnets to hold the capacitors in place, move it, put the new face on, okay. move it back um, okay. yep. without adding a lot of time. So there is, there's been a couple, it's just, we, um, you know, their billboard companies are doing those themselves yep. and we're just not um, in a position to advertise that i guess yeah. if you will well, true. but um we get people's uh, uh being apprehensive about things that are new and, and we're doing our best to yeah. to get a couple of initial installs in a in a place and uh a country or or a region and i'm telling you once that happens and you you see the the results um it changes pretty quick after that yeah true well look i, I guess the way i see it and i've looked at uh your um, various video footage and then you've got Dave Rogers, the company's engineer, he's traveling around the world and posting on LinkedIn all the, the videos of the, of the work that he's been doing. And I guess the way I look at it is that structures are essentially the, either the same or very similar to what we see in the work that he's been doing both you know, throughout the States and through Europe and, and, and with the, the structures that we're looking at here in Australia. The bird species, apart from grackles, I guess, um, you know, all, when we're all talking about swallows, um, seagulls of various species, pigeons, of course, as a universal um, bird species, most of them have either the same species here in Australia or very similar. And so the interesting thing is when we use this term new or untested, it's you've got about 10,000 uh, systems out there. You've got a system that's been in place for, you know, nearly seven years and using them on structures and bird species that are either the same, if not similar to here. So I, I, sort of, yes. I, I certainly see that people just need to, yeah, certainly look at these initial installations where we've got rooftops happening um, as, as, um, as soon as tomorrow. Um, we've got the, a couple of basement car parks coming up as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just say to people, look, just come along for the, the ride and we'll post all the information, all the, images and, and get some ideas of, of how the system's sort of progressing. So while the, the system's new to Australia and, and New Zealand, um, are there any other new developments that the company's working on over the next 12 months or so that we can keep an eye out for? Well, you know, the, honestly, the R&D is always underway. Um, some of it's, they don't even necessarily share with, with us or with Maybe that, me. Maybe well, that's true. I always but, like you know, I secret will say it's been in the right um but it has been within the last calendar year that they um came out with 
uh, the the flock off box yes but we've come out with generation two yep. and that took it from in our um because i can't convert it this fast 500 lineal feet uh to 600 lineal feet yep. um they are continually per perfecting that power plant mm -hmm. um to get as, as much as we can from it um yep as well as they're experimenting with with um the ability to turn the frequency or the power up up and down to um give it more life so yeah. like all things electrical um it's not going to last forever yeah. but when you're using um you know for instance if you're using half the signal or excuse me half of the capacitors on a job that that's only going to take half can you turn that signal down and extend the life by using half of that that uh power yeah. um doesn't necessarily work that way but those are the innovations and the, the technology yeah. they're constantly working on um to to just try and improve it um okay. other than that um the you know we're, we're on third generation capacitor and again it just they're, they're perfecting it to broaden that signal that it puts out to its maximum capacity or as much as it can to obviously increase uh the the viability of the of the system um of each capacitor yeah okay well that, I mean, that I, makes I, sense. yeah, no, it does, and it and it and it'll make more sense to to people listening to this as they get to know the product. So, Mike, we're just finishing up now. So, I guess essentially we talked about some of the new unique areas that we can use the system. You know, building openings, basement car parks, rooftops, and almost anything in between. We talked about how important the um, say winding direction of winding the wire around the capacitors. We we kind of can expand on that another time. Talked about the the spacings of the system. So how, how can people find out more information about the product? Uh, you know, uh, real easy. Go to flockoff.com. Yep. Um, all one word, just like it sounds. And also, well, you got your website as well, Pest yeah, IT. Yeah. Um, certainly, I know has a lot of good info on it. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sending people there as well. And, uh, and then LinkedIn, um, we have a pretty good LinkedIn presence with, with, as you mentioned, Dave's pretty good at posting, uh, a lot of the stuff he's got going, but, uh, as a team, we're, we're trying to add stuff to LinkedIn, uh, daily, weekly, at least. Um, so there'll be, uh, hopefully some installs or some comparisons that, that people can see that might might be exactly what they're dealing with or are dang close awesome mate okay well look we're just finishing up now so we'll sharing a lot of information we've got some virtual training coming up so for now this is the flockers the australian bird management podcast thanks so much mike hey thanks for having me man